Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. This is where I come to share things that God has shown me, that he really loves me, and he wants a relationship. And I wanted to share this with you because he loves you too. And he wants you to know the same things that he's taught me. I will share stories, testimonies, his miracle signs and wonders. Sometimes I will share wisdom, scripture, visions that he's given me. Maybe some music to uplift you for the day. If you're here, I pray that you are willing to take this journey with me. Everything I share comes from a place of compassion, love, and really want to encourage you. God is so faithful, and I just want you to know that he's no respecter of persons. He wants these blessings and miracles for you, too. Enjoy. Share with a friend. Let's all do this journey to victory together. Amen? All right, let's go. Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey, friends. Something happened to my episode, and I had to re-record. So I'm praying I make all the points and then some. Maybe this will actually be better. That's what I'm praying for, that this will be a better episode. So there's a few things that I want to jump into. Tithing is one. And, you know, we're taught to save for rainy days, right? And then we're also taught, you know, life is short, enjoy it while you can. And it seems like we either have too much money or not enough. The month is too long and my money is short. You know, people want to invest. And there are kingdom principles. First, we have to understand where our provisions are coming from. Everything belongs to God. So tithing is giving back the percentage that's already got. Like he gives it to us to borrow. It's not even ours. We think it's ours. We've earned this, whatever. Uh, No, God has kingdom principles like first fruits. We can go back to Cain and Abel. Abel was the one who gave the best of his flock where Cain did not. And and it was also a heart posture. Cain was jealous of Abel and he had a hardened heart. So if we give first fruits, we're honoring that place of God. Thank you for everything you've given me. I want to give the best back to you. There is a law that's set. Uh, God has his own economy. It's like sowing and reaping. When you sow good seed, you're going to reap good harvest, right? If you sow in good soil, whether it's ministry or wherever the Lord leads you to put that seed, then it's going to turn around and produce something, right? We know in the natural, we put a seed in the ground and soil, it takes water and sun and increase, Well, God does the increase and his math is not like ours. Okay, so that was like number one. Number two, if we understood before we were born, 
God had predestined us. He's the author and finisher of our faith, correct? So he knew you were going to be on the job that you're on right now. He knew you were going to go to that school. He knew you were going to sit through that interview. If we don't think that God is orchestrating behind the scenes, then I don't know what to tell you. Because, I mean, this is why I have a problem with like Big Bang Theory. Look at the amount of order there's in a day. The sun rises, the sun sets, the stars come out, there's a path for the sun, there's a path for the moon, birds fly in the air, fish swim in the ocean. They don't get that confused. And God spoke these things into existence, which my sidebar is that we have to be careful what we speak. We know that the power of life and death is in our tongues. So what are we speaking? Are we speaking the truths of the Bible? Or are we speaking about someone else's report? Which one are we going to believe? The news has a report, movies, drama, uh, social media, people, uh, doctor's reports, you name it. We are bombarded all day long. And make no mistake about it, the enemy wants to paralyze you in fear. So there's that. Okay, we talk about the moon, the stars, the sun. Now let's look at people. Look at the amount of processes your body goes through just to eat something, digest something, how it goes down the esophagus. You have to chew it first. Let's do that. You have to chew it first, right? And then it has to go down your esophagus and it goes into your stomach and it's doing this digestive thing and expels it, right? Cars are complex and there's an engineer, right? Computers are complex. Everyone knows that there's an engineer. Why is it crazy to think that creation would have an engineer? that people would have a creator. It's just always been interesting to me that, you know, people want to push God out of everything and he is in everything. I remember years ago, that book that came out that was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. But what I've learned over the years is God is in the small stuff. And no, he's not sweating it. He's not fearing. There's no fear because God is love. And if there's love, if you know him, there is no fear. So we'll get into that deeper in another episode too. I want to see breakthrough. I want to see victories. I want to see families win. I want to see kids win, parents win. And I am not going to be popular. I'm not going for popularity here. The enemy is after the head of the house. And he has been for generations. But it's true. Men are the head of household. They're the leader. They're the covering. When a wife and a husband is married... Husbands are a priest over their homes, okay? Now, roles and responsibilities are two completely different things. Some people get this twisted. Because the husband is the head of the household, that does not mean he has to be the breadwinner. That does not mean he has to work outside the home. Now, if you worked out in your family that the husband does work and the wife can stay at home, then kudos to you. And if that works for your family, then nobody can say boo to that. But we should not look down on other families that a husband stays at home to cook and take care of the children. Fathers are typically disciplinarians. This is going to rattle some people. I know, I get it. We have for too long 
got roles and responsibilities twisted. Can a wife take out the trash? Absolutely. Can she be the breadwinner? Absolutely. Look at Proverbs 31. She was out in the marketplace and she made clothing for her family and she brought home the food. I think we need to just pause a minute. I think we're getting super rattled over things that we don't have to be over. As long as you're submitting as a wife to the husband, that is biblical. That is what God expects for women to do as a wife. And a husband should be submitting to God, okay? And he's the covering. But think about this before you jump on me about all this. Years ago, someone asked me, what was I seeking in my relationships? And before it became really popular to say, I figured out I was really looking for security. I was looking for it in the wrong ways. I was rebellious. I tried to nail down relationships. I did not wait to see the fruit on the tree, you know, the fruits of the spirit. It is written that no good tree will bear bad fruit and no bad tree will bear good fruit. It takes time to see what someone's fruit is. I didn't wait for that. When I was finally looking to settle down, I thought, just tell this person from A to Z everything that you want. Be upfront, be honest, because I'll be honest, in the past, I had commitment phobia. The minute I saw a red flag, I was like, nope, I'm done. And I wouldn't stick around because I was so fearful of being trapped in a situation where I knew that other person didn't want a commitment. So the minute I saw a red flag, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I went about most of my life backwards. I, I just, well, that's what it feels like. I don't know. In a lot of ways, um, you know, you're supposed to have those tough conversations way before you're having kids. Now we all know how kids get here, right? And you're going to say, wait a minute, Leah, you follow Christ, you follow Jesus, but you have children out of wedlock? Yes, I do. I was rebellious. But that's why I can talk about it now because I see why God's design is so important. I was uh, seven years old. When my parents got divorced. And I don't really know if my parents understood the difference between roles and responsibilities. But they did the best that they could from where they came from. Um, my dad worked outside the home. Blue collar job, I think. I don't know. He did go to college. But it was uh, like a technical job. But I don't know. It was just really hard to describe. But it wasn't enough. My mother wanted more, and she wanted a divorce. Uh, she was super depressed and super anxious. It's only been recently that now I know why, but because of what she dealt with in her childhood, and a lot of things were not discussed. I think it was super hard for her to know when to talk to me, my sister. Um, super busy, ended up being the one who took care of us most of the time. And on a teacher's salary and a teacher schedule, she would try to pick up other jobs, you know, to make ends meet and love my mom. But 
I think sometimes we think the grass is greener somewhere else, you know. And I want to do a deeper dive in another episode about that later. But to keep moving on, I so I was brought up in a very liberal situation. But as I got older and the more I was paying attention to different things, and I'd say over the last six, seven, maybe eight years, I grew much more conservative. I see things much differently. You know, I see how, I see why God has his design for husband, wife, and then children. And because I am a single mom, I've seen a lot of women in my generation in the same boat as me. So, I mean, everyone's how they got there might be different, but in the parent role, the child, we've made them their our best friends. We've made them, you know, almost like our spouse. It's just out of order, right? Giving children too much authority, too much say, you know, and they're not allowed to be children that way either. And then, you know, we talk about boundaries. Then you have children now that don't know how to cope or don't understand like when they're told no or can't hold a job, right? Because order, structure, discipline, and boundaries wasn't set in place. And I think we went from one extreme on the pendulum to the other extreme. And it's like from generation to generation, then we have technology and that added to It used to be said like TVs would babysit children and now it's phones and tablets and it's changed so much of what parents will use to uh, pacify their children. You know, and, and what kids can get their hands on in the internet, it's made it very dangerous. It's either dangerous because we're worried about who can get to our children or it's Uh, dangerous in the aspect of bullying and that stuff or learning stuff at a young age and and becoming addicted to different things I mean there's just so much and I'm trying to keep this on the surface and not dive deep on these subjects because I'm just kind of painting the broad brush so we can dive deeper just so you can kind of get an understanding of who I am and what I care about just because of all the things that I've gone through and don't want other young adults before they become parents to go through what I went through. Just like what I try to teach my own children. Because if I'm going through all of this, then you know what? Let me prepare the generation behind me. That's what this is about. These are tough subjects that no one really wants to talk about. If we don't talk about the tough situations... How do we break generational curses that are happening over and over and over? I mean, we've seen it and we've talked about like there's a high rate of divorce and a high rate of single parent homes. Have we stopped long enough to figure out why? I mean, we can hear stories about abuse and domestic violence and neglect and rejection and abandonment. But where do these problems really stem from? What is the root of all of this? Is it selfishness? Is it pride? Is it fear? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Are we sitting down next to families and asking them, how can we help you? 
I know churches used to do that with the shut-ins and elderly and people who are in the hospital and they would come to make visits. Who's doing that now? And it's shifted, right? I think the problems are not the shut-ins and the elderly so much anymore. Although they need our help too. I'm not saying that, but it is not up to the schools to parent our children. It is not up to these government agencies that really only put a band-aid on the situation because there's only so much that they can do. And then we have to discuss where's the loyalty. Do we keep covenant sacred or have any value anymore? If we're in rebellion and we're not submitting, there's so many examples that I can give you. I'm trying not to jump down a rabbit hole because I think I will make further episodes that separate each topic. Because these can connect. Finances are a big source of stress in a family. Roles and responsibilities. Trying to figure that out can be stressful. Having children and how you're going to raise those children. What do you believe in in child rearing? If the Bible isn't your foundation, if Christ isn't your foundation, what are you basing your decisions on? People say, you know, I just want good morals and, you know, to be happy. I just want a peaceful home life. Where do you think morals come from? Where do you think peace and contentment come from? If you are not content, if if you don't have a relationship with God and he doesn't fill that space within you, how do you think you're going to be content? How do you think your children are going to be content? I have learned the very hard way that I want certain things to end with me. I don't want my children to face the same things that I've gone through, if possible. Will I disown them if they choose something outside of what I believe? Absolutely not. But why would I want them to go through the headache, the heartache, the pain, the consequences if I can help them? If I can see the danger ahead, wouldn't I be a great mom to tell them, wait a minute, baby, I know you want to go down there, but there's danger up ahead. Really, that's what Christian parenting boils down to. There have been a few bad apples, if you will, since we were talking about good fruit and bad fruit. And then we want to just hate on Christians because a few have or tainted someone's view about Christianity. It's interesting to me how Christians are the really the only group of people that are widely misunderstood, just widely. But it's biblical because Jesus was persecuted and we're going to be too. So I don't get too crazy or hung up on that anymore, really. To be honest with you, I'm kind of used to being misunderstood. (laughs) I'm not at the point where I need to be right. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how to solve the world problems. I don't. I'm only sharing what I've personally experienced, what I've personally have come to know, and what I've seen manifest in my own life. If you want to walk this journey with me, awesome, fantastic. If you say, you know what, Leah, you're really cool. I like listening to you. But there's certain points where I just, I have to turn it off or that's good for you, but no, I'm not interested. Then, okay, fine. 
I'm just here to encourage, to awaken, to enlighten, and to be a beacon of hope. You know, a ship that's out at sea and has gone through a storm and it's looking for land. It might be in the middle of the night and it's looking for that light from the lighthouse to make its way to shore. That encouragement of, we're close, we're close, we're close. We can hang on, hang on, hang on because I see light up ahead. That must be land up ahead. That's what I want to be. I want to be a beacon of hope. I want to cheer on families. I want to see victory and breakthrough. I want to see turnaround and chains of addiction being broken off. Chains of bondage of any sort broken off. I want to see generational curses broken. And that people are just have these amazing testimonies for God. Because it is all for Him. God gets all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. I'm just a willing vessel. I'm the clay. God is the potter. You know, I I just want to be his mouthpiece. I want to shake up the airwaves. There's so much negativity online, on TV, streaming. You know, we have to be careful what we listen to, what we surround ourselves with. The enemy is lurking in places that, you know, pride is sneaky. Pride comes in the form of prayerlessness and fear because we don't think that God will do what he says he's going to do or in the timing that we want. We're hastily doing things without him. You know, we're impatient. We're not going to wait on, okay, God, like you're not working up at my pace and now I got to take over. Got to be careful with that. And like I've shared, I was rebellious. Is that easy to admit? it's getting easier. You know, is it an ouch at first when you figure that out? Yeah, it is. But I'd rather get the correction now so that I can keep short accounts, turn around, repent, remind myself of David, and have a heart after God and really change your mind. Um, I've gone through so much that I'm at the point where if God's signature is not on it, I don't want it. If he doesn't bring me to it, I don't want it. If he doesn't bring it to me, and if he doesn't say, this is yours, I'm blessing you with this, then I don't want it. I don't want it. I've tried it my way. I try to nail down relationships. I've tried to nail down jobs. I'm at the point where, God, I'm waiting on for everything that you have for me. I'm waiting on all of it. So... Okay, before I bore you too much, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I hope that you'll join me again to find out more, but I'm so thankful we're on this journey together. I hope you did get a little encouraged somehow, some way, or at least curious enough to listen to more. There's so much I want to say, but I'm going to hold off. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes. Share with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from this episode. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again, deuces.